0: Are you ready to do this?
1: I believe so. All right. So this is what we've got. Okay. 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 Then we'll discuss last weekend.
0: Isn't it episode
1: 34? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What would I do without you? Can't keep my numbers straight.
0: No, you can't. (laughs) You're terrible at mathing.
1: Uh, Mathing's not a word. I'm really good at English. I'm just not good at math.
0: Well... Yes, I know. Maybe in your head you're good at English, but what comes out of your mouth is not proper English usually.
1: No, it's not, because my brain goes a mile a minute. Uh Not bad. Okay. Okay.
0: So are you ready to actually start this? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm ready.
0: Are you sure? Yes. Positive.
1: 100%.
0: Okay. No turning back now.
2: All right. It's a pineapple party. got polyamory too what's that you want a kink fest a little bdsm well buckle up buttercups because we got that too it's the kitchen sink em and kink podcast
0: welcome back everybody to episode number
2: 34
1: yes 34 don't stare at me like that
0: (laughs) because somebody can't count
1: I I didn't go back far enough. I was like, ah, it's 33. That's what we're going with.
0: You didn't go back far? Literally, the last show was 33.
1: Yeah, but I have other folders Mm. and other things in between from the last time that we had it. So I did not go back far enough in all of that. And you cannot organize the notes. Sounds
0: like excuses to me.
1: No, it's not. It's not, I promise.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to try and be uh, on my A game because I am just not feeling it today.
1: I know. You've got something going on. I don't know what. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I just have no energy today. I feel run down.
1: Well, it started last night.
0: I know. It's terrible.
1: And even like on and off napping and it's not your normal.
0: Like I don't feel sick-ish, but I just feel like.
1: You look kind of drained.
0: Yeah, that's what I feel like. I just feel like no energy. It's like I got the vid without getting the vid.
1: Well, see, that's why I was kind of wondering if that's what you're dealing with because the last time I had it, I was super, super tired, but I had like a little bit of like allergies. But at the same time, I actually could be having allergies because we live in Alabama and at the time it was summer, so yes, everything is out in trying to kill you. But I was really tired and just kept falling asleep and just felt run down.
0: Feel sick at all? Like I don't. My nose isn't running. I'm not sneezing. I'm not coughing. I don't have a fever. No, but... just feel like I got hit by a truck.
1: I mean, maybe if it is the vid, you just got so much antibodies against it. This is just the minor symptoms that you're having.
0: Like, I've been in my PJs all day.
1: I know. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, it was kind of chilly out today, so it doesn't really matter, but... Right. Just not feeling 100%. So I'm going to try and power through this.
1: All right, you can do it. I have faith in you.
0: Yeah, so... All right, so uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about last week's experience first or after the swing segment?
1: Um, Let's do it after the swing segment. After,
0: okay. Then that's what we'll do.
1: All right. So for our swing segment, uh, what I want to talk about, and I feel like this can happen quite often in the lifestyle, is when one half of the couple is the one making all the arrangements to meet other couples. They're the ones that, you know, handle all of the accounts as far as, you know, SLS, Cassidy, all those sites. Um, They're trying to get everything together to make something happen. And they're kind of pushing the limits of their other partner as far as what they're comfortable with, especially when they're first starting out in the lifestyle.
0: Okay. So, basically, that's me. I mean... Uh Except I don't really push you. Exactly. To do anything.
1: Right. Because you are the one who manages the SLS. Um,
0: I talk to people on Facebook.
1: You talk to people on Facebook. I do too, but not nearly as much as you do.
0: You talk to people just because they message you. You don't talk to people to set anything up.
1: No, I'm not the one that sets anything up.
0: Like you've never been like, hey, so and so wants to get together. Do you want to do that?
1: No, no, I have. I definitely don't really plan those things. Yeah. Um, Unless it's one of those where like it came up in conversation and we were like, oh, hey, they were talking about it and I happen to also have that and be like, but that hasn't really happened too often either.
0: No. Because usually everyone or the decision makers for the other couple are usually talking to me.
1: Yeah. You're my decision maker.
0: (laughs) So I'm the one that has to schedule everything and... Make sure it works for everybody and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as far as pushing your limits, I don't think I've ever really done that. I mean, maybe at hotel parties I've made you do things that like I know you wanted to do.
1: But I wasn't like pushing my own self to get into yeah. it my on my own terms. Right,
0: but I've never set up a a, a meeting and been like, you're going to do this.
1: No, no, you definitely... Do not. I'm trying to find... But
0: I do feel like, you know, there are people out there that do this where... And unfortunately, I I think a lot of times it's the male half of a couple.
1: I feel like that's kind of where the post kind of came from as far as Mm -hmm. that. And I think it's because, like, the, the guys try to put things together just because it's usually the guy talking to the guy.
0: Well, and because, like, the women generally don't want any part of the behind the scenes stuff. They want to show up, look pretty (laughs) and have fun.
1: Yeah, I can understand that.
0: And I mean, like, I guess if you're a woman, that's great, but it kind of makes things stressful for the guys, the guys, because, you know, especially for the couples where the women don't talk to the other men that Mm -hmm. are involved. Right. Like that puts a level of stress on the other gentlemen, because he has to hope that he's going to get along with the other woman and that they're going to be able to have a connection enough to play and have a good time, you know? And I feel like I fall into that category a lot because most of the people we talk to, the women don't talk at all. It's like the only communication we get is from the husband. And maybe every once in a while, the woman will chime in with something that has zero relevance to the conversation and, you know, I'm supposed to go off of that, I guess.
1: I mean, sometimes I feel like I do that myself.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's annoying.
1: Like when I, when I just kind of chime in when it's yeah. a conversation between you and the dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, like instead of speaking to the person you're interested in, in the couple, like whether it's the female or the male or whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you just kind of sit back and don't really talk. And then I have to be like, well, I think you'll, get along with her or him or whatever
1: right but you're not really sure yeah i mean i feel like that happens a lot when we have like that group conversation going
0: well yeah i mean because you're bad at texting to begin with so yeah and then for whatever reason when it's a group chat you just seem to ignore it
1: i don't ignore it i just
0: well i always have to remind you like hey so and so mentioned you in the group chat
1: And you're like, oh, okay. Well, okay. A lot of times I'm stuck in the whole like TikTok world and I don't get notifications that pop up when I'm on TikTok for some reason. So I have to close out of it and then I see that I have the little notification bubble.
0: right. Well, you know, if you know you're in a conversation with people, you should probably check every once in a while. Okay. I mean.
1: I will do better on doing that. That way I'm not so out of the loop and left field.
0: Well, could you do that even just to me like throughout the day? You know, like if you if you don't have anything going on mm-hmm. and you're just sitting around watching TikTok, like you could be messaging me, I'll message you back and then I don't hear from you for two hours. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, I fell down the TikTok hole. It's like, really? Two hours, you couldn't look at your Snapchat or your text and be like, oh, you messaged me.
1: I do apologize. That's all I got.
0: You, know, you should probably apologize to everybody because <laughs> you do, if you do it to me, I know you do it to everybody else.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I I apologize. I am really, really bad when it comes to staying on task of keeping up with conversation.
0: Yeah, and I that's a really difficult thing, and I think that's where this comes from. Like this whole topic, you know, yeah. where the the guy yeah. sets everything up and kind of pushes the woman to do things that may be outside of her comfort level because if she's not taking the initiative Mm -hmm. to set these things up and go at her pace, well, then the guy's going to take control and kind of do what he wants with it.
1: So what if she says what she's looking for, but yet she's feeling like she's being pushed in several different directions?
0: Well, I mean, okay, so let's just say – Because a a very common scenario is the woman is bi-curious. Right. Right. So the guy sets something up with a couple where the woman is bi Mm -hmm. or bi-curious. And, you know, kind of sets the expectation for the other couple that, you know, his wife would be interested and wants to try all this. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's like, I don't know.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's, I've never done it. I don't know. I'm nervous. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But... I mean if she's told him like hey i'm interested in this then she can't really say a whole lot if she's not going to get involved okay like if you're not involved in the process you can't be upset about the outcome
1: that makes sense the kind of it falls apart then it's kind of on you
0: right like if you have a bad time because say she doesn't find the woman attractive or mm-hmm. you know whatever well that's your fault maybe you should have spent a little time getting to know her Fair in- enough. instead of relying on your husband to do all the dirty work. Right. So, and then like the other thing could be for the women that express interest in multiple men, Mm -hmm. you know, they may have a fantasy about it, but if in their conversation with their husband or their, their partner, they've never actually said, it's just a fantasy. I don't really want to try it. Mm -hmm. And the husband sets it up.
1: And then they're kind of like, what?
0: And she walks in and there's, you know, her husband and, Another single dude, or you know, two single dudes, mm-hmm. and they're like, eh, "Get ready because we're going to do this." And she's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Well, I mean, probably should communicate a little bit better.
1: So I kind of feel like that might also be part of that is just the communication too within that couple, as far as you know. Okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. And yes, like you said, the other one should start being a little bit more involved with these conversations. So yeah, okay, maybe her husband or her boyfriend sets up everything as far as like getting things started. It's a conversation with another couple, but they need to do their part as well to get to know each person that's going to be involved.
0: Yeah. And I mean, lack of communication is the killer in this lifestyle period. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not many people that communicate on a level well enough to be super successful in this lifestyle. So, in the case of this topic, mm-hmm. I feel like most of it could be prevented by better communication with the couple. Okay. You know,
1: I think you're right there.
0: Now, is there going to be those oddballs where one or the other half of the couple maybe pushes the other one beyond their comfort zone? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's just human nature, it's going to happen.
1: Especially when you want to experience things and you kind of go off of something. And like you kind of said, you know, if there was that little bit of like a fantasy that was discussed, but it wasn't put off as like a hard, no, it was just like a thought kind of thing. Right. Then that other person might see that opportunity to fulfill that and not realize that, you know, their partner wasn't really saying, Hey, I want this to happen. Let's make that happen.
0: Right. And you know, I've heard of this happening where the woman has actually set something up and you know, like they may have been talking with their husband or their boyfriend about a male, female, male situation. Okay. You know, they haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. She's totally into it. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, like that might be hot. Yeah. But he hasn't fully committed to being like, yes, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And she sets it up where, you know, they're going to meet a single guy at the club or something. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden the husband's like, Whoa, there's another dick in (laughs) here. Like, I I don't know if I can do this. Right. So now it's awkward. And
1: and definitely not going to go well once there's that awkward feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance it could go well because he could be in the situation and be like, "Oh fuck, this is hot," or it, it could go the other way and be like, "Eh, this I don't want another PP <laughs> around when I'm like, playing with my wife.
1: I don't want to see it."
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, like it can go both ways, but I feel like the majority of it happens the men pushing the women into things that they may not be ready for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a lack of communication and the lack of effort on the females part. A lot of times I feel because almost every conversation that we've had with a couple, the woman seldomly talks.
1: Yeah. I've seen that. I mean, obviously I'm one that does that so I can pick it up because if I'm only seeing you guys talking, there's not, me and the girl talking, or... I mean, I don't have to, like, talk a lot to her. Right. Especially if, like, you know, she's straight, so I know she's not interested in that way. But if there's, like, nothing, then it's kind of like, okay, this is kind of like a stalemate kind of conversation.
2: Yeah,
0: and and then you get the ones that are like, oh, she's more of an in-person yeah. type... Of, well, that's great, but don't expect anything to happen.
1: Right, if you don't have anything building up because, to that.
0: Because, like... For me, I have to get to know somebody before I put my dick in them. Mm -hmm. So if I have no communication and then we're supposed to meet at a club or a party or something Mm -hmm. and they're thinking, oh, well, we're going to play because we talked to you. Well, no, the husband talked to me. Right. I don't even know anything about the wife besides maybe what she looks like.
1: Right. And that's not really something you can go off of. And
0: generally, I don't play with people the first time I meet them. So if we meet that night mm-hmm. and they're thinking, Oh, well, we're going to play. There's like, I'm going to be like, no, we're probably not because there's
1: like a 99% chance that we're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to want to get to know her to see if I want to put my dick in her.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's fair enough.
0: And I mean, for some people, they don't have that. They can just be like, Oh, she's attractive. She's got a hole. I'm going to put my dick in it. Good for those people. I'm not one of them.
1: Which I mean, we've, we've learned that there's many different variations as far as people in the lifestyle and how things work for them versus others. And that's... I think there's a lot that are like that and then there's others that are like you. But I feel like the people who are like you struggle a little bit more because of of that issue of keeping up a... or starting any kind of a conversation and building upon that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because... Like, obviously, for the people that will pretty much fuck anybody, Mm -hmm. they don't care about their personality. They don't care if they're a nice person. They don't care. You know, they just see attractive, uh, an attractive person with a dick or a hole. That's the only criteria.
1: And I almost feel like, I mean, I I mean, for them, I'm sure it's fun. But for the people who need more than that, like, how does that kind of make you feel? You know, like then basically you just feel like a piece of meat to them. And that's it. And like, I get it. You know, the whole point of the lifestyle is to be able to explore your fantasies and be able to have, Oh yeah. I mean partners.
0: Like I have no issue with people that want to play like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's their thing. It doesn't involve me, but I'll pick up on that. Like if I'm getting to know a woman or something, right. I'll know if she's just a bed notcher. Oh. And if she is, I just won't be interested. Like if she's trying to, you know, conquer as many dicks as she can in this lifestyle. Hey, I hope more power to, I hope you get them all, but you're not going to get mine. that's just how I am.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, teach their own. And yeah, it's, that's, that's, you got to go with what works for you and what you want out of the, out of the lifestyle.
0: Yes. And for me making Mm -hmm. fulfilling connections and hopefully long-term friends Mm -hmm. is my goal in the lifestyle. Not just fucking whoever. Yeah. Like, I honestly could care less about how many people I fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, it's come down to the like-minded people that you have these really great connections with. And that's kind of what we strive for.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I want to make friends with a woman or a couple where we can go out and do vanilla things. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's going to expect that when appropriate, like, I'm going to smack her butt or
1: like, I I like that kind of scenario.
0: Do little flirty things. Yeah. And then if everyone's in the mood to play, we'll play. If not, no biggie. Yeah. You know, that's what I look for. I I don't want to be chasing the next hole that I'm going to fuck every fucking weekend.
1: That sounds tiresome to be honest.
0: I don't even have the energy to chase your holes around half the time. So Like, I'm not going to go. Hell,
1: I freaking lay right next to you in bed. What the hell?
0: (laughs) I know. Like, I'm tired, you know, at the end of the week. Yeah. You know, you work 60 plus hours a week. Like, the last thing I want to do is go chase pussy. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I don't think you're weird.
1: I just think that, you know, your level, your level. Level of understanding of what works for you and the lifestyle this is where you're at. And there's nothing wrong with that because like, like you said, you don't really, it's not like you don't want all of that, but at the same time, it has to be meaning for you for you to want it.
0: Right. So to end this topic, Mm -hmm. people just need to communicate better. Yes. And you know, everyone should be involved in making plans, not just one person of the couple.
1: And us ladies need to do our part to be more vocal and communicate with all parties that are involved in that group.
0: Yes, please. That would that would be a big help for a lot of people. I think you know. And, Duly noted. And, and I know there's going to be women that are going to say, "Well, I, I don't like chatting." Well, that's fine for you, but if you want to interact with someone like me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to be interested in you. Yeah. Like if you can't put the minimal time in to send a text message, you know, like then you're not worth my time.
1: That makes perfect sense.
0: So, all right. So let's talk about last weekend.
1: Oh boy.
0: So we had a friend come down from PA. Yes. And, uh, it was his first time actually playing in the lifestyle.
1: Yes, it was.
0: His wife has had some experiences, Mm -hmm. um, but they haven't done anything together. So
1: So it's more been like the solo play.
0: Yeah. So she was basically hot wifing. Okay. So you actually got to experience your first hot wife type scenario.
1: I did.
0: The day he got here. Yes. Because I was at work. You were. And uh, tell us what happened like when he got here.
1: So... When he got here, um, you know, I helped him bring his stuff in and whatnot, and we were, you know, sitting down relaxing. I had him sit on the couch, and we were just talking, catching up real quick, and I just kind of, you know, started getting a little handsy with him and just kind of had my hand just kind of work its way up his leg. And I was telling him about, you know, how it was nice for him to come down and, how it would be really fun if we did something because, you know, we were home alone. And so that kind of kickstarted things. And, uh, of course by me rubbing my hand up his pants, I got him nice and hard. So then that kind of made him be like, Oh, is, is this how things are going right now? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I think I took him by surprise to be honest.
0: I mean, I'm sure you did because I mean, like you guys have been flirting through Snapchat and all that for a little while. Yeah, but I don't feel like he thought anything would happen like without me there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think he was a little bit taken aback by that, but not like in a bad way. Just kind of like, uh, oh, okay, we're we're doing this, and I guess I guess Pedro's cool with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of uh, like the the hot wife stuff does intrigue me. You know, like I listen to the front porch swingers. Mm-hmm. They are my favorite podcast. Brian and Brenna are awesome people, mm-hmm. you know that they are. And to hear her talk about her fucking stories. They're like, she could write a book. I know it's like listening to her encounters is like listening to an erotic audiobook.
1: Yes. Yes. This is why I'm like, or maybe that's what she needs to do is she needs to just like, Start just talking about her experiences and have it be recorded as an audiobook, and yeah. that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> so I mean, like when I listen to her, like I like I picture these things happening with you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, some of it sounds really hot,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like for me, I kind of have to be good friends with somebody to be okay with you playing
1: by myself with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: this is kind of like a, a perfect scenario in a way. Because right. you guys were best friends,
0: right? So, I mean, like in this situation, I had no issue. Like, I was, I was excited for you both, and yeah. uh, it was really fun, you know, to hear, like when I got home that like all this went down, and I was like, okay, so the weekend's starting off good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I ended up while we were on the couch, I ended up giving him a blowjob, and then I made him get on his hands and knees and eat my pussy and then i came on his face which was nice and then i finished him off with the ending of a blowjob again
0: okay so then um i got home and we talked about it and mm-hmm. you know like a little bit yeah and everyone had a good time was happy for everybody so then we were going to all play together that night yes um because as we've talked about in on prior shows mm-hmm. One of your fantasies is like being used by two guys. Yes.
1: Like all the holes being used.
0: Yeah. So we were just going to use that night as like a.
1: Like a precursor to.
0: Yeah. Like a warm up. Yeah. Just to yeah. Get everyone comfortable. And, you know, things started out okay. Mm-hmm. But then he was having some performance issues.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I was thinking it was just because like it was with like another guy. It wasn't just like me and and him by ourselves. So I was thinking, like, that's kind of where some of it was coming from. Well,
0: and prior to that, I had asked him if he wanted to try a little blue pill. Ah, uh, yes. because you know, I, I did him,
1: not know about that conversation.
0: You know, because I told him, I said, you've never been in this situation. Right. You he's, don't know how you're going to respond. This will give you some insurance. Yes. You know, he's like, no, 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 I don't need it. And that's the typical response from someone who's never been in this situation. Because they think, oh. I'm going to bang a really hot chick mm-hmm. with my best friend. Like this is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> so he, he he has some performance issues and we decide that, you know, we're just going to call it because yeah. we don't want anybody to feel bad or anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so then we all go to bed and the next morning your plan was after I went to work mm-hmm. was
2: you.
1: I was going to wake him up to, like, sucking his cock. That was my original plan. Mm-hmm. I had to tweak it a little bit, so I ended up waking him up and taking him to the bed where, like, he instantly got hard for me, and then I decided I was going to just give him a quick blowie, and then I was going to ride him, and okay. we were going to have a little, like, one-on-one fuck session.
0: Right, so you guys went at it for, like, 20 minutes or so, you said.
1: Yeah, it was pretty close to 20 minutes.
0: All different positions. Yeah,
1: I rode him. um, I even, like, sat up and, like, leaned back a little bit on him. And then we even did doggy. So, a couple different positions.
0: Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, though, he he woke up with a bad headache. He did, yeah. And And uh, I thought
1: the, you know, by hopefully... Having sex would maybe potentially help that because sometimes with depending on the type of headache it can make it go away
0: right so he didn't actually get off
1: no he didn't
0: um and so that was kind of like the starting point to where things kind of started going sideways for you
1: yeah a little bit because like i I kind of felt like I was pulling out all the stops and I I just couldn't get him to come.
0: And then you had plans then to later on in the day have another play session. Yes. Where you were going to be. The dominant one. The dominant. Yes. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, he still had a headache and wasn't really.
1: He wasn't quite in in the right mindset for that type of dynamic of a play scene to happen. So I decided, I was like, hey, this is just what I think we should do. We'll just hang out spend the you know the morning together or whatnot um and we'll wait till later on in the the evening to try again
0: right so then that night um we were gonna try to fulfill your fantasy of basically using you like a little whore right and i mean it went pretty well like in the beginning yeah Um,
1: yeah i mean it was it was very enjoyable and it was exactly how i was wanting it to go um especially (laughs) The whole Eiffel Tower.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got your first Eiffel Tower. I did. Um,
1: and that was that was pretty good. And what was great was being pounded from behind had me like forcefully gagging on your cock. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like perfect. Like I didn't have to do anything. I just basically well, just and held myself up and just went back and forth between the two.
0: And he was in your butt. Yes. So yeah. um, that was the first time you've done anal with anybody mm-hmm. else. Um, and then we did DP mm-hmm. in two different positions.
1: Yeah. Which was, which was interesting because I've never done DP before ever.
0: Well, um, you did with a toy, but not. Yeah. But with that, that, person. that's
1: different because like you can manipulate the toy in ways that you need it to, because they're just right. toys. Um, it's not a whole nother
0: body. That right, you have to there's the, no there.
1: the other body attached to it. So like the, there actually did we try it in three different ways? no no okay there was only two um but yeah it was definitely it was kind of complicated to try to like figure out okay if i'm here one needs to go this way another one needs to go this way and it'll make it work um and then it was kind of like a, a really full like a full feeling between it all
0: but did you enjoy that like like what was your level of like this is good or this is not good
1: So it was good. It just wasn't like I'm going to like come from it. I don't know if it was because there was too much going on like fullness wise and like not enough. Like I need a little bit of gapping as far as like being able to feel. And like I was like filled with you and then I was filled with him. So like I don't know. Could you guys feel each other? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So like I kind of felt like at some point too – like, I know I don't have much separation between my opening of my vagina and my asshole. So, like, I almost felt like that area was stretched really thin. And I don't know if that's what was, like, holding me up from, like, enjoying it more than how I imagined. Like, because it, it didn't hurt. It just wasn't as super, like, turned on from it, from, like, the all the feeling. But, I mean, I would totally do it again. Now that I know like different positions that we can try, I would and totally what to good. expect too. I yes. think
0: that was part of it too. Like you weren't sure what to expect, so you couldn't really get right. turned on. I was
1: just kind of like going through the motion of it and just yeah. going, okay, like this isn't bad. Like okay, I can I can get used to this. Like I think maybe if like we had like extra days and we kept doing that, then I probably would have gotten to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, I can come from this.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I think, too, like, because we didn't really get to experiment with, like, us guys filling the different holes. Like, right. to see which you preferred more. Right. Um, You know, because I'm sure that has something to do with it, too. Like...
1: Oh, I'm sure. Because, like, I mean, obviously not every dick is the same. So, they're all going to look different. They're going to hit different spots. They're going to fit a little bit better in one spot versus <clears throat> another.
0: Right. <clears throat> so, after all that, then, um, you kind of got the Eiffel Tower-ish yeah. again Yeah, where, you know, he was doing you from behind. You were sucking my dick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you wanted him to come, mm-hmm. you know, because he didn't...
1: He didn't come earlier that day. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I really want you to come. Like, you have to.
0: <laughs> right. So, like, I kind of let you guys do your thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he just wasn't coming. No. And no. So, like, you switched to, like, jerking him off mm-hmm. and, you know all this stuff because he was in your butt and all that. So you just wanted to play it safe and right, not have him near your JJ. Yeah. We so. want
1: to keep the JJ happy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, and that went on for like 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: <laughs> and he couldn't get off.
1: No, I was, again, I was trying and I, we did dirty talk. Um, we even tried some, a little bit of like impact play. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried different, I mean, because everybody's a little bit different as far as, you know, what areas are more sensitive than others and like a certain pressure that you need. So I'm asking him, you know, what is it that you need for me to do? And I was doing everything I could and it just wasn't happening.
0: Yeah. So eventually you guys just kind of called it quits. Yes. Because it It wasn't going to happen. No. And you were feeling some kind of way.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, being a submissive slave and I say submissive slave just because like I can be submissive sometimes for others as far as like being a bottom or whatnot, but I'm a slave to you. So whenever I say that, that's what I mean. Um, I like to please. And it's a part of my service that I like. I want that other person to come. And when they don't, I feel like a complete failure. Like, whatever I was taught to do, train that I've been doing for nine years, like, I literally just kind of felt worthless.
0: Yeah, like, it was written all over your face. Like, you were kind of devastated that you couldn't get him off, like, twice in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it had me definitely in my feels of, like, what am I not doing right?
0: Yeah. So, uh then, you know, like, when we walk... All went to bed and stuff. We had a super quickie, like we did. because you were almost in tears. And I
1: was, I was literally like on that line of like, I'm gonna fall apart right now.
0: Yeah. So we cuddle fucked for like two minutes, and I came. Yeah. And
1: and then I was like, okay, at least somebody came.
0: Yeah. And, and I kind of knew that's what you needed, so that's why I did that. Yeah. Because I didn't want you to go to sleep thinking that.
1: I didn't get anybody off. Yeah. Yeah. It was greatly appreciated because it was, it was needed.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then the next day, you know, cause I was a little upset, like yeah. not like I wasn't angry at him, Mm-mm. you know, cause it's not necessarily his con- fault. We can't like, control
1: what our bodies don't do for us.
0: Right. Um, so I had to talk with him just to kind of see what was going on because I mean like he had made the comment to both of us. He's like, man, I'm not going to last five minutes with her. And yeah, you know, like all this yeah. stuff. So come to find out you two wanted two very different things. So with him being new to the lifestyle,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: he was going about it the way he does with his wife, where he wants that real intimate, sensual, you know, lots of making out and, you know, like that lovey, stuff and
1: we were definitely on two different pages
0: <laughs> you just want to have fun and fuck like yeah that's that's why you're there yeah you know because us being poly like mm-hmm. if we find you know another partner mm-hmm. that's where that stuff comes in
1: right exactly
0: you, you know where you have feelings for them
1: mm-hmm.
0: in swinging like yeah you can have like friendship feelings mm-hmm. and stuff like that but
1: it's it's not going to give you that like romantic right. loving feeling
0: you are there to get fucked not have love made to you right you know and and that's where the the disconnect was right. he was wanting to make love
1: and i was not aware of that cuz our conversations from just like flirting through snap did not relay any of that to me right like this was more of like we're fucking, and I'm doming, and, like, these are all the fun things. I can't wait for this to happen because we had talked about it for so long. and
0: Yes, because then after speaking to him about it and looking back over the two days,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you could tell he definitely got more into it when you guys would kiss and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, then he was, like, all into it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he needed that like nonstop in order right. for him to get what he wanted. Right. And you would only do it for like, a you know, 30 seconds, a minute.
1: Yeah. You know? Not very long. And I, maybe like in the beginning and then maybe somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But not the whole entire time. I couldn't do that.
0: Right. So I had to tell him basically like, you know, if you're going to play in this space, mm-hmm. you need to learn to separate emotions from sex.
1: Yeah, because when you have those emotions, it's it's being on that polyline.
0: Right. Like, if he wants to make love to somebody, he needs to find a girlfriend. Yeah. Not a swing partner.
1: Right, because that swing partner is not going to be looking for no.
0: that lovey-dovey. No, stuff. and, you know, I feel like having you as his first swing experience was probably beneficial because oh, some other women would probably have freaked out if he was trying to get like super sensual and yeah. like lovey-dovey. Maybe. Because they'd be like, whoa, pump the fucking brakes. You right,
1: know? right. And because if they've had, you know, they their uh, goal in this is basically, let's have fun, let's fucking whatever. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, that's everybody's goal. Right. Like nobody comes into this with the, I want to make love to somebody else.
1: Yeah, no. And
0: that's what he doesn't understand. That's definitely you
1: know? going to be where, if, if that is what he's looking for, he is going to have to find a girlfriend to try to fulfill that.
0: Right. Because like he was uh, saying to me, like he's seen people in the clubs, like in the playrooms Mm -hmm. where it looks like they're being more sensual and stuff like that. And I had to remind him, like you have no idea those people could have been playing together for years.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like they may have a really close friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, they may be borderline poly with that other couple. Like you don't know.
1: And I feel like that happens a lot. Well, yeah, when I mean, comp- there's
0: always people that, like, kind of poly up without being <laughs> without, a poly. Actually,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they just find their little group of another couple, and like, that's just who they go with.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I told him, I said, like, you can't see that at a club and be like, well, that's how it is. Because yeah. chances are they have some sort of intimate relationship mm-hmm. with that person. Because they've either played for a long time together or they're in that quad-type dynamic. Yeah. Um, or it could just actually be a couple and they're fucking right by themselves.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> because like being in that environment turns them on and that's what they need to ignite, you know, their sex life right. or cause there's a
0: lot of people that do that. they never play with other people. They just go to the clubs and parties mm-hmm. and they will fuck each other yeah. like rabbits because uh-huh. they're so turned on from being watching in that everybody emb- else yeah. and being
1: in that environment. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, I told him, I said, if you're going to be in this, Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to have sex for fun. Yeah. And not have any emotions towards it.
1: And that's, that's a, and I guess it's basically like a, a little bit of a balancing act um, because, you know, you are going to develop some feelings, but you definitely have to look at it as if you're going to be in the swinging. It's for that fun of, you know, getting to find something that you connect with, in fucking having a good time coming and being done.
0: Yeah, like, I basically told him, it's like being at a high school party. Yeah, Like, that's what you have to think of it as, like...
1: That's exactly how it would be.
0: Some hot like, chick, you know, she's a little tipsy, you're a little tipsy.
1: Yes, you're like, let's go to this room.
0: Yeah, like, we're going to go fuck real quick. And yeah. then you probably will never speak to them again, at least yep. until the next party. Yeah. Like, that's what swinging is. hmm So... Hopefully he understands that and, you know, he'll be able to talk to his wife about, you know, what he wants and what he needs and all this stuff and right. They can come up with a game plan from there.
1: But I think it was it, it was a good experience to have with him um just because one, you know, we trusted him. He was your friend. Um me and him had back and forth for quite some time and just overall I think it was beneficial for everybody just because we were able to experience a lot of different things and you know scenarios that do happen in the lifestyle
0: right no i agree i mean like overall it was a positive experience it's just those little things that you know came up were were new to us right because i mean like obviously you've never had somebody not be able to get off i mean no like you've had guys that take longer Mm -hmm. but They always got off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the only time that like it didn't occur is like I like I knew it wasn't going to happen because I was already told that it takes a long time, but it does eventually happen and it wasn't done like what we were already starting wasn't leading up to. okay, I'm going to make you come. It was a we're just having fun right now. And it was kind of like in a tease kind of thing. Um and that was the, the only time that, and it wasn't, it didn't like bother me because I already knew he wasn't going to.
0: Was that at a hotel party?
1: No, that was at, that was at our friends.
0: Oh, at Juan's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like I already knew from very beginning that right. like it wasn't going to. So I was prepared that I wasn't going to like have my feelings hurt that it didn't happen. Like I already knew. And it right. was just kind of like, we're just having fun and just teasing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, other than that, you've never experienced this and gotten your feels, which, of course, got me a little, like...
1: Did you get protective?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I don't like seeing you, you know, feel hurt or, like, however you were feeling, upset. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it wasn't his fault. No. It's just, it was a lack of communication on his part as to what he was looking for. Yeah. Because I feel like you communicated what you were wanting. Yes. But he didn't say one way or the other, whether like, yeah, I'm totally good with that or no, I need this.
1: Yeah. There, I think things definitely would have gone different if he would have told me like, Hey, I'm going to need more of that. Like, you know, flirting, being handsy and not just like, you know, rubbing your hands on me. Like I need to be like lovey dovey kind. Yeah. Cause then things would have been a lot different and I could have prepared to try to do that for him. versus. I was not in that mindset for that at all. So Right.
0: You were totally like just fuck my brains out. (laughs) Yes. I was. You know, like I'm I'm here for a good time, not a long time, type thing.
1: Yes, yes. That's exactly where my mindset
0: was. Yeah. So but overall it was a good experience. And you know, like definitely something that I feel like we would do again, Mm -hmm. you know, either with him or with our other close male friends.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um,
0: because, like, it, it was really hot to hear, you know, the stuff that went down while I was at work and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but we'll just have to wait and see when the next time something like that can uh, can happen. Yeah. Because
1: we know those are very seldom.
0: Yeah. But it was, it was kind of cool to kind of live that, you know, uh, Brian and Brenna life for yeah. a weekend.
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty cool for you to be like, I know what it's like.
0: Yeah. So... Good stuff.
1: Yes. Definitely. So what do you
0: got for Polly?
1: So Polly, I have. Try to. Yeah.
0: Hurry up here.
1: Hang on. Where'd my Polly go? Okay. So, when we're having Polly relationships, obviously, you're, you know, you're dating another girl. She's going to want to go out on dates and you're going to want to spoil her with things. The problem that it tends to possibly come up is what happens when you only have one income and say like the other person who's also dating is using that income to spoil their partner so now you're you're doing it for not only your person who you're also seeing but their person
0: well so the way i see it is this if if neither one of us are dating somebody
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and if somebody is interested in me solo, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to kind of see what type of person they are before I commit to anything. Like, are they a, we have to go out and do things all the time or are they more of a homebody? Right. If they're a homebody, then I'm more likely to be like, yeah, this is, this is a good scenario. (laughs) Okay. You know, so that way if you find somebody to date and, you know, even if the person you date is the, I want to go do things all the time, Mm -hmm. like I can afford that because me and my girlfriend, we're going to Netflix and chill, you know, and eat stuff at home. And yeah, you know,
1: we don't have to like go out and do stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, But now if both people were like that, um, I would, well, I I wouldn't get into a situation with somebody that always had to go out and do stuff because that's not me.
1: Right. Like you, you are definitely that homebody who likes to relax and not be running all over the place when you could just be chilling on your on your couch. Yeah, I mean... And having a good time just being dinner, in the presence of the person.
0: Every once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, going out to a bar for drinks or something once a month or something, that's one thing. But if it's like every weekend or, you know, something like that where they have to go out and spend money, mm-hmm. then they're not for me, you know. So, like, I feel like for us, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, like, as far as the, the money-wise, unless, like, you're person is like super materialistic and you're constantly having to go Mm -hmm. out and buy dinner and drinks and you know gifts and all this shit
1: yeah now so in the post there where this idea kind of came from was i guess the female has a husband and also has a boyfriend and she was splurging on Buying the boyfriend gifts, but
0: it was the husband's money. It
1: was the husband's money. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So that's where I kind of feel like, and, and now I know it's a little bit different for me because if I were to date someone separately, I'm mainly looking for a female. So, like, we probably would just split something. That's just how I see it anyway. Or if I set up a date, then I would probably be the one to take care of it entirely. But if we were just, you know, running out, doing errands, we would probably do like a 50-50 or you do one, I do one kind of a thing. But I feel like if I was dating a guy, he needs to kind of be the one to pay for things.
0: And I agree with that, like as the man. um, But at the same time, like if you were dating a guy and, you know, it it was a long-term thing, you know, and you guys have been together, you know, Six months, a year, mm-hmm. whatever, for like holidays and stuff, his birthday.
1: Okay, like the major things yeah, where like an it anniversary actually matters or
0: something. You know, like that, I would be like, okay, yeah, you know, do what you got to do. Okay. As far as, you know, a gift or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but if you were, you know, buying him like clothes or boots or, you know, hats and like all this shit. Like, all the time, I'd be yeah. like, um, probably need to stop doing that because I don't even buy myself that shit. Like,
1: <laughs> Right, and then you're going around buying some other dude who, yeah. you know, granted, yeah, great, he's nice to you, and you've been dating for X amount of time, but, like, it's not your money.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's where I would kind of have to put my foot down.
1: Unless, yeah. like, you know, you had, like, a small job or something that, like, you could afford to do, like, a little bit here. But you also have to look at it. When you're in that poly relationship, if you're in the same house, and your poly relationship is outside of the house, right? Like, you have to take care of the house first,
0: <laughs> right? Like if you had another job, or you know, like I would expect you to help towards bills and stuff, yeah, at the house. But then if you had a little bit, you know, or if you said, "Hey, I want to buy mm-hmm. so and so something," so I am not going to be able to put as much towards the bills or whatever, right? Then I can be like, okay, you know, but right, like
1: and I think if I would communicate that with you and. It wouldn't be like an everyday, or not everyday, but like a a very frequent occurrence. Then I think it would be okay. Like, yeah, it would kind of suck because you'd have to pinch somewhere else. But if it's like once in a blue
0: moon, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that anybody who's poly is just going to have to to understand that finances are a part of it. And yeah, you know, and I never really realized
1: that-, that too too much. But I think it's because a lot of our relationships we've had were always together. Right. And also the the women that we have dated were homebodies. Right. Which has really favored both of us.
0: Yeah. So we didn't have to go out and spend a, a ton of money and stuff. But, no. I mean, I did help them with things. Yeah. You know, like I would.
1: Stuff for their kids. Yeah, and
0: Buy their kids stuff or, you know, help with groceries yeah. and, you know, yeah. just stuff like that. Especially if we were there all the time. Like. Well, yeah. You know, I'm not going to expect them to.
2: To feed feed extra
0: mouths. So, but that's just something that you have to think of. Yeah. As a poly person, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And if you're not making it, then it's your other partner who's going to be footing the bill for your other partners. And
1: right. And that's not fair.
0: That's not necessarily fair. No. So just something to keep in mind. So I think that kind of wraps up that poly topic.
1: Yes. Yeah. As it. does. It's
0: a pretty simple topic. It
1: is. Which was good. (laughs) Um, And then kind of another simple topic, which is good. Um, For our BDSM segment, there is the controlling vanilla type person versus your controlling dominant. And those are two totally different
0: things. Okay. But are we talking about the negative connotation of controlling in a vanilla way? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: But obviously, you know, positive when it comes to the controlling of a dominant.
0: Okay. So, for instance, uh, a controlling man or or woman mm-hmm. in a vanilla relationship may say, you know, you can't go buy $200 pairs of shoes. Right. Because, you know, we don't have the money or you don't need them or whatever.
1: Right. Or they but need- oh, Go ahead.
0: You as the partner... Have not consented to your partner telling you what you can and can't do with your money, right? Right. So that would be controlling. Yes. Now, on the DS side of things, Mm -hmm. if you submit to a dominant and you say, you know, you have my consent to dictate what I can spend my money on and your dominant says you don't need to buy $200 pumps. Yes. Then that's normal,
1: right? And you wouldn't get hurt feelings about it or be mad or a fight starting or anything. Well, you
0: may be upset.
1: Well, I mean, because
0: you know, yes, boo hoo, you can't buy something that you want, right? But
1: but it's already kind of an understanding that your dominant is looking out for you,
0: right? You agreed mm-hmm. to <laughs> give your dominant that control right. over your finances. Um, and, and I think that's where dominance in the BDSM lifestyle kind of get a bad rap because so many women have had experiences in vanilla relationships with controlling men. Okay. And some of us have had very controlling relationships with women. Right. You know, but as a man, nobody cares. Like,
1: No, they don't really talk about it. And they, they just be like, nah, that's not true. That doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So, but for the women, mm-hmm. you know, it's this major... Oh, I'm so sorry, girl. Like, I can't believe you had to deal with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the the whole thing with being in a controlling relationship against your will Mm -hmm. is you have the option to leave. Yeah. Like you can literally say, I don't don't want to deal with your shit anymore. Right. You know? And now, obviously, if there's other abuse involved, that makes it more difficult. Right. Not saying that everyone can just be like, oh, I'm out. Right. But. As long as there's no physical abuse or something that is going to get you harmed by saying, I'm out, then you just leave. Mm -hmm. But people don't because I don't know why they don't. Like, honestly, like...
1: It's that trauma bond. Well, That's what keeps them.
0: Or they feel like, you know, they don't want to go through the dating process again or, you know, well, the other stuff is pretty good. Yeah. You know, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those, like... Or there's that guilt that the other partner throws at them. So then they feel like, well, maybe I didn't try hard enough or I didn't work on this. So I should stick it out even longer, even though you should call it quits.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons that people stay in relationships when they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, but like if, if you're telling your partner in a vanilla, in a vanilla relationship, like you can't wear that shirt, it's too low cut. Right. Right. Or you can't wear those shorts because your booty almost hanging out.
1: That would be like your controlling yeah, like,
0: relationship
1: where it might be. What, di- it might be different when you're with that controlling dominant. Who's going to say, I want you to go out and
0: wear this or, or they may not like, right. But if, if the, if you give consent to somebody and this is the bottom line with anything involving control,
2: mm-hmm.
0: once you give consent to somebody, To have control over said thing, they control it. Yeah. Like...
1: Because you gave your consent for it.
0: You can't bitch and moan about it. Right. So... I mean,
1: you can be a brat if you want to, but you already know what your consequences would be.
0: Right. And I feel like in some vanilla Mm -hmm. relationships, people do give consent without actually giving consent. Oh. You know, because like, it'll start off with... By allowing them to get away with it.
1: Right. So you don't actually physically say that.
0: But if you, you don't object.
1: Right. You're not stopping it. So it's that just, just going to keep, keep escalating from there. Right.
0: You know, so like if you first start dating somebody and they're like, you know, I don't want you to wear those skimpy little booty shorts mm-hmm. and you just do it. You don't put up any type of resistance like, oh, I love mm-hmm. these shorts. Like, you know, they make yeah. me feel sexy or whatever. And you just stop wearing them. Well, there's nothing stopping him from telling you what else he doesn't want you to wear.
1: Right. And basically, you kind of open the door for that. And people who like to control others are
0: just going to keep taking advantage of
1: it. Yes, exactly.
0: You know, until it gets to a point where now the person's like, what the fuck? I can't do anything.
1: Right. They feel like they can't even breathe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you didn't resist to any of it. So, of course, they kept taking and taking and taking. Mm hmm. You know, where in the BDSM side of things, you discuss what you are going to be giving control of Mm -hmm. and a good dominant will never push the envelope and try to take control of things that he, he or she has not had consent for. Right. You know, so like in our dynamic, when you were just a submissive, Mm -hmm. there was things that I didn't have control over and that was your animals. Right. Like, I couldn't tell you what to do with them or, you know, what to feed them or what nope. anything. So, then, as, you know, you grew as a submissive and our dynamic grew, mm-hmm. pretty soon, you gave me full control. I did. You said, I don't want to fucking think about a goddamn thing anymore.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Like, you make... I
1: was like, I don't want this no more. You, you take the reins. Yep.
0: You make all my decisions for me. hmm And... Like I do that for the most part, but mm-hmm. like I try to make it so that you feel comfortable making your own decisions. And then if I think uh, that's probably not the right decision,
1: you step in and be like, let's go this course instead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You know, cause like I want you to, to learn to make good decisions and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, like I'm not trying to be mean for the people listening that she can't take care of herself. but
1: I just choose not to.
0: Well, I mean, when we first started dating, like you really couldn't take care of yourself. I guess not. You made very bad financial. Oh yeah decisions. Okay. yes,
1: yes. all those things where I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't. Yeah, nope, I did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like
1: <laughs> I was like the animal hoarder, and the racking up credit card bills, and buying shit I didn't need,
0: and always on the go.
1: Yes, constantly. Like, man, I went everywhere for no freaking reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you can afford it, but you couldn't afford it,
1: right? No, uh, uh-uh. not with not with all of the animals that I had. I couldn't afford it. If I didn't have all the animals, I could have afforded well, exactly. it. Exactly. But, but I was stretching <laughs> I was stretching myself way too thin trying to just do it all. Yes. And you were able to come in and go, okay, we need to sit down. And we need to look at the big picture here. You only have this little bit over here to be able to cover all of that. You can't do all that because this only goes this far. So everything else goes this far. So we need to go where the money will stop here. And that's as far as you can go. And I'm like, okay. So, you were able to kind of like rein in my wildness.
0: (laughs) Right. But, like, on the flip side, like, I want to teach you how to do that because, I mean, we have an eight year age difference in us. Yeah. So, I'm going to be 40 this year. Who knows how much time I got left? I mean, of course, we hope I can (laughs) have at least another 25, 30 years on this earth. I'm hoping. But we all know once you hit 40, like
1: things change and yeah, you just don't know.
0: So I want you to be able to take care of yourself and our daughter and Mm -hmm. make good decisions and yes, you know, be able to take care of everything on your own. Mm -hmm. So that's why like I don't really play the full like MasterCard where I tell you every little thing to do because I want you to be able to do those things on your own. And then I'll step in if I need to. Yeah. You know, I feel like if if we didn't have a child, I would be more that way where I would give you all those little details like this is what you're going to do for every little thing. Yeah. Because like I know like you're a very attractive woman, you know, you'd be able to find somebody if you needed someone to take care of you.
1: Oh, gee, thanks.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just saying like it's not like you would be out there on your own for very long if I were to pass away. So you're saying I'd be booed up. Well, yeah. I mean, when, once you're ready, of course, like I'm not saying that you would, you know, put me in the ground and then have somebody on your arm, but no, when you're ready and my life insurance ran out.
1: Um. yeah. Yeah. That's what it would be. No, that see, this is where this is where your, your skills of teaching me things have been instilled where that, either all of it or half of it is going to go right into a savings for our daughter. Like that way I don't got to worry. And then if something happens to me, she's got my life insurance to go off of and hope to God, she does something good with
0: it. (laughs) But you still have to take care of you and her. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. In the meantime. So, you know, but I just feel like eventually whenever you're ready, you'll have no problem finding somebody that will help take care of you.
1: Well, they're going to have big shoes to freaking fill.
0: Not really. I only wear like an eight and a half, nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> think it will be fine. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so for the people that come into the BDSM world mm-hmm. from a controlling vanilla relationship, I think it's very hard as a dominant to kind of break the negative connotation yes. that, you know, this lifestyle can have. Yes. Um, but that's where being a dominant, you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Because
1: it it can be earned over time, and you can kind of fix that trauma over time, right? It's kind of what you have to build the trust,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. that you as a dominant are looking out for their best interest, yes. And once they realize that that control starts to slide in your direction, yes, exactly. It's the the fake dominants or the wannabes that will sit there and expect it right away. No matter what, it, they don't care if you just came from a and very it, bad controlling relationship.
1: Right. Then they don't understand. And they don't care to understand.
0: No. They just want to be in control and mm-hmm. they want to say, I'm a dominant.
1: Right. You must do as I say.
0: Yeah. And you can tell them to fuck right off. Yep. Because they'll be even worse than your controlling ex.
1: Oh, yeah. 100% will be worse.
0: Yeah if a dominant does not give you as much time as you need to uh, build the trust that you need to relinquish control of certain aspects of your life, Mm -hmm. then they're not a real dominant. No, they're just there to play one. So if it's important for you to have a BDSM relationship, make sure that you look for that in a potential dominant, you know, that they're patient and kind And, you know, willing to let you go through what you need to go through in order to become a submissive.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's going to take time and it's even harder when you do have trauma.
0: Absolutely. So I think uh, that wraps that up and that will wrap the show up. We're not going to do a fun segment this week because we kind of had to fill everybody in on your. Sexcapades from
1: my sexcapades
0: last weekend. Um, but next week we will be back with uh, that's not a sex toy.
1: I'm gonna have to get new ones. I know we're gonna leave it at that because we're gonna leave it a mystery, but I have to get new ones.
0: Uh, so we're about to go and do another photo shoot, yes, for VJ's hotspot. He Mm -hmm. sent us some more cool shit, yeah. So thank you very much, VJ. I'm
1: excited to try them on. Well. Yeah, try those on because I got the other ones on. We got a lot to do. Yeah, we have (laughs) quite
0: a few outfits that you have to try on and take pictures of. Mm -hmm. We're also going to do some naughty pictures with uh, the hats we got from the Trendy Pineapple. Yes. That they're not going to be able to show you on their Instagram page.
1: Yeah, no,
2: you can't. (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) But you will be able to find them on Tink's OnlyFans page. Yes. So they will be up there and they'll probably be on the podcast Page two, but yeah. Nobody follows that. So you can find them on Tinks. But until next week, we hope that everybody has fun or had fun, I should say. Yes,
1: had fun.
0: This St. Patrick's Day weekend.
1: I think so from what I've seen yeah, so far. All
0: the pictures, everyone's looking great in their green. Yes. Uh I'm wearing green in spirit.
1: I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's green in your
2: soul.
0: Yeah. So uh hope everyone had a safe, fun weekend and uh stay kinky motherfuckers we'll see you next week
2: and that's our show everybody you can find us on our socials on tiktok at ksenm and kink podcast at tink swings one and at just underscore pedro 83 we're also on Instagram at KsEnm and Kink Podcast, and of course, you can find us on our OnlyFans at KsEnm and Kink Podcast. Which for five ninety nine a month, you can go behind the scenes when we record our shows and watch all the sexy videos and uh, the tour reviews and all that. We are also going to be streaming live on OnlyFans when we do our recordings on Friday evenings. So be sure to check that out. We'd really appreciate it if you do. Um, and Tink's OnlyFans is at Pixie, P-I-X-I-E-I-N-D-I-X-I-E-69. Pixie in Dixie 69. You can also find us on SLS.com. Our username there is Pedro and Tink. So if you are in Alabama... And want to get together? Let us know. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next week.